Hey friends, welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Leigh Hoffman. And I'm Sila Grace Hoffman. We're a mama-daughter duo that works together, plays together, and tries to figure out this crazy world together. <laughs> yeah, mom. And we're super grateful you could join us today. This is the She Sounds Like Me podcast. She sounds like me. 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 Welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, Mom. Before we get this party started, we gotta let them know the goods first. Friends, if you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on your chosen platform. Give us a five-star review or join our conversation online at She Sounds Like Me on the socials and at SheSoundsLikeMe.com. Okay, Mom, now let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to it. All right, Sila, here we go. And I probably, third time, we'll get new mics. Yep, dog. Do you think this is crazy having so many mics? Yeah, you really do, don't you? You just want to cuddle, don't you? Yeah. Hi. Just want to cuddle. Okay. This dog just wants to cuddle right now. (laughs) (laughs) She's creeping on you. She wants that couch seat. You want it? Okay, so we're back with uh, two new mics. And two two Same old dogs. (laughs) Same old dogs. Hog in the camera. <laughs> you want to talk? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, are they, aren't these dogs awesome or what? The just dogs. cuddle you all, everywhere. Yes, we've been oh, we've been cuddled beyond cuddled today. Yes, <laughs> two staffies, lots of cuddles, tons of love, and we need it this week. Yeah, lots going on. Lots of heavy stuff. Heavy. What? Martin Luther King Jr. Day today, Inauguration Day on Wednesday, um, big week. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be lot, lots to work on and lots to think about, lots to talk about. Definitely. And so that's one reason we wanted to jump on today. I think that um, our intention is always to be very conscious and aware of people of color, of equal rights. Of equality mm-hmm. and fairness and love for all, mm-hmm. respect for all, and appreciation for the struggles that humankind has been through, but more specifically that black and brown people have had to face throughout history and, and still face today. And so today, today we read a kid's book about systemic racism and a kid's book about racism. Systemic Racism by Jordan Theory. And Racism by Jelani Memory. Mm-hmm. Who's the founder of A Kid's Book About and a friend of ours now. Yeah. We're getting ready to, you're actually going to interview Jordan Theory about his book, the author, mm-hmm. about his book Systemic Racism next week mm-hmm. live for A Kid's Book About on their Facebook yeah. and Instagram Live. And um, that will be the first of a few interviews that you have the honor of doing for a kid's book about a company and a brand that we really respect from the way that they're able to present big ideas in a way small people and grown-ups can understand and, and help us foster and facilitate some of these conversations. Because I think that it's with talking about some of this hard stuff that we can start to make change. Right. It's kind of the basis of why we started the show. And so we're in, 
great alignment with the kids book about, and we're super grateful for the opportunity. We're super grateful for for the the opportunity. Yeah. Especially the opportunity to share their amazing work. So today you read Racism written by Jelani Memory and Systemic Racism by Jordan Theory. And this is just in part of the work that we hope to do on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, a day that we believe is just another opportunity to continue to teach awareness, respect, unity, and love for all, just like MLK would have done, had done, and would continue to be doing if it wouldn't have been for his tragic death. Now, being in Atlanta, we have the uh, great privilege of living, and we used to live right by Martin Luther King Jr.'s house. Mm-hmm. Actually, the neighbor next door, that like the neighborhood next door to us when we were living up there, like a few neighbors over, had actually had that street in it that had Martin Luther King's house yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, what an honor to be walking around literally the footsteps of history right in our own uh-huh. backyard. And Ebenezer Baptist Church is down there as well. Yeah. Where the great Raphael Warnock uh, is a pastor. Uh, I'm sorry, Senator. Raphael Warnock. That's right. <laughs> He's so, the senator now. Right. So. Um, I'm sorry we misjudged you. Well, he's done great things uh, throughout his life and his career and and really and as an activist like Martin Luther King Jr. was an activist to use his voice for greater good, similar to what we aim to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so tell me, Sai, in reading the first book, we'll start with racism. What about that book and some of the information that you read stuck out to you? Um, that it can actually be really, really, really good to be a person of color. Like, there was oh, two whole pages with reallys. Oh, two whole pages with reallys on them. And then one, the last page was good. And what makes it good to be a person of color? You have more to give than a white person would. Why is that? Because you have different ideas, different perspectives, different cultures, different beliefs, different abilities, different different any everything. Like white people can do some things that black people can't and black people can do more things than white people can. Wow, that's an interesting perspective. Maybe it's because of the hardships mm-hmm. and the life's challenges that they they face. Yeah. So that's a, a really interesting perspective from a child. Silent, thanks for sharing that. What else did you find um, hard to read about a kid's book about racism? I found it hard to read that black people aren't being treated as well even now, and they aren't treated very fairly at all. Makes me sad. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, the story that we know about Ruby Bridges, right? Ruby Bridges was about your age as a young African-American girl that went to an all-white school when segregation was so prominent and the hardships that they faced and the fear and the bullying and the hate 
that was on a little girl because of her skin color, you know, really, really, um, kind of sickening to hear that. But, but what's unfortunate is that happens every single day and it happens today. So, um, systemic racism, what did you find out? And, and by the way, do you know the, the actual definition of racism while we're speaking of it? I do. Um, cause I just read it. Well, you knew it before you knew that it, what did racism sound like or feel like to you before? Okay. Like a few episodes ago, I was like, this sounded like to me was this and this. Racism, like when I was, when I had just heard of it, it sounded to me like it, it was like a type of racing. And then I realized that it was more like black privileges are less and it's unbalanced in the scale and it's hardships for black people and it's all, it's confusing. It's a very confusing ball of fire and flame and things. So the actual definition of racism. Racism means to hate someone, exclude them, or treat them badly because of their race or the color of their skin. Yeah. Intense, huh? Uh-huh. Definitely. Can you imagine? No, I can't. Yeah, you can't because you're white, right? We're white. Right. But what we can do is work to understand the history and the foundational structure that is that the country is unfortunately founded on and and learn truths about that about slavery about how people are were treated and how they're still treated today and then choose to to treat people with respect and love equally regardless of their skin tone so when it came to the book about racism and the difference between systemic racism what do you do you feel like the difference is as it, as you kind of learned from those books i feel like the difference between systemic racism and racism is racism is sometimes ease, is most of the time easier to see but systemic racism is almost invisible wow yeah that's right that was something that the author jordan theory points out is that systemic racism is when systems of our country, right, whether it's schools or mm-hmm. the police. The real meaning of systemic racism is when race ideas are built into laws, schools, stores, and other institutions in a way that collectively makes life much harder for people of color. Right. So, for instance, a black or brown friend that is trying just as hard as you are to get into a great school or a great dance class or maybe a part in a, in a show, in a theater show or something like that, mm-hmm. doesn't get the same part or doesn't have the same opportunity because of the color of their skin. Because somewhere in that system, there's judgment. Okay, so I know how it's out how i read the story 
And when I was reading the story, I know I now know why people of color are treated badly. Why? The reason is when America was being founded by Europeans, they were all white, and African American black people of color were living there. They got they got kicked out. They got kicked out, and some people were saying. People that were white that were already living there were saying, "Oh, these black people are so mean. They want to tear you apart. You shouldn't trust them. They're very mean." And sadly, many many people believed that that was true. So it kind of started in the beginning, right? When Europeans con- uh, came over and colonized the United States, but there were already people living here, or more people moving here from other parts of the of the world, whether it's Africa or what have you, South South America, or indigenous people that yeah evolved here in this land, that and piece. so the European white male or white person that came over basically started um saying that there there was that these people were not were less than right and it started this like a snowball effect of hate mm-hmm. and we don't need to buy into that no we don't we need to push that away yeah go back to that ball theory but with different meanings <laughs> <laughs> your lover balls yeah yes i agree i don't know why i'm so obsessed with that thing the lover ball <laughs> Well, and it's a good place to be. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King said some incredible words over his time as an activist. He was an an amazing public speaker and had the ability of bringing people together during very painful times where we were separated and there was so much segregation in the world. But one one of his my favorite quotes is that love is the greatest force in this universe. Yes, go lover balls. It is the heartbeat of the moral compass, which means essentially you can either come from a place of love or you can come from a place of hate. You can you can either choose to have the hate ball take over you or guide the lover balls of of love. And and share in in that in equal and fair and balanced ways, and so that's how we continue to operate. So I'm really looking forward to your interview with Jordan Theory next week with the kids' book about. Mm-hmm. We also like to consider this day a day of service, which is similar to how we like to have our mitzvahs, mm-hmm. our monthly mitzvah. And like, our mega mitzvahs, mm-hmm. uh, always considering ways to give back to our community, to be an agent, a change agent for good and positivity. And today we are doing small things because COVID times, it's very hard to engage in, in really big ways. Mm-hmm. But that also goes hand in hand with another amazing quote from Dr. Martin Luther King. When he says, if we cannot do great things, we can do small things in a great way. Mm. Right? Definitely. And you do those things all the time. Definitely. <laughs> Today, being conscientious and um, considerate of our community by picking up some trash on a nature walk, grabbing some of our goods that could be better used for someone else and donating them, like our donation that we have going for the foster care children of Atlanta. I hope. Mm-hmm. 
and random acts of kindness, like smiling at people, even though you've got a mask on if you are out in public, but smiling with your eyes, opening up a door for someone, letting someone go first, letting someone in who's trying to get over in traffic, just constantly looking for small ways to make little ripples of change is how we we are being aware today, but every day. <laughs> so the other big topic at hand is the inauguration on Wednesday. Yep. Big things coming. <laughs> big things coming. We are excited for positive change, and I think that uh, that's what we're ushering in in this new administration. But not everyone thinks like that, right? Mm-hmm. Some people think it's not their, that their country is being taken over. Yes. And maybe those are ideas that we don't identify with. But regardless, we're all, we all need to move on and we need to move from a place of love and move into uh, positive change that we can all engage. And I hope together uh, with this new administration, they invoke unity amongst the American people like true leadership can. Yes. And so we're excited to see those festivities this weekend. Do you know um, that there's an actual time of day that the presidents change hands? Really? Yeah. What time is it? 12 noon. Yeah. So I think, I believe first, and I know things are much different this year, but we'll be watching on television as they, uh, broadcast the inauguration of not just the president, but the first woman of color, vice president, president. Kamala Harris, who we're very excited to see. I believe her inauguration happens first, maybe around the 11 o'clock hour. I know times are shifting because of safety concerns and things like that. And this year is quite unlike any other and how the inauguration in Washington, D.C. is is working. You know, we have family there. And um, it's been very interesting to see on the news how the inauguration is being handled so much differently. It's a lot of barricade, a lot of military personnel, and just really to make sure that everyone is safe. Mm-hmm. So we'll watch this on television. And then right before noon, I, b- I believe Joe Biden will be inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States. And we yes. will be watching. We will be watching it all. And celebrating. Yes! So if you're listening out there and you are doing some of the same or you've experienced some racism in your own lives um, and what you have done about it, we would like to hear from you. Sila, I would always like to continue this conversation with you about equality mm-hmm. and about injustice and figuring out a way to work from a place of love and justice for all. And then as things come up now that you are more aware of what systemic racism is, I want to continue to keep these conversations going and talk about how they, how they can change. And, and when you see that happening, what will you do? I will call it out. Good for you. It's important. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I love you. Till next time, friends. No, wait. One more question. Okay. Does it count if you're a dog and you're red? Does that count as a dog of color? No. <laughs> okay. Till next time. <laughs>
All right, before we head out, a quick shout out to the awesome friends that lent their voices to our vision at the top of each episode. She Sounds Like Me is produced by Creative Catalyst Media, LLC. And as always, if you like what you hear, subscribe to our tribe online at shesoundslikeme.com and find us on social at She Sounds Like Me so we can connect directly to you. Thank you so much for your support, friends. Till next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And have an awesome day. Yep, and have an awesome day.